Yeah. I think everyone died of a head wound in this movie. <laughs> Holy crap. It was like a shot to the chest, shot to the face. Yeah, in that's Every right. single yeah, death. Right. It was over and over again. But it was, but it was fun. But it's, it's, it was a lot. It was fun to watch. It was, it was a really fun action <laughs> movie was. to watch. Welcome to Pulp Fiction. This is the podcast where we review Creed, the newest in the Rocky saga. Uh, as a matter of fact, Jacob, please play that trailer for me. He's right over here. We had to separate him from his fight with the other inmates. Hey, Donnie. Your father was a great man to me. I don't know him. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, I think you could be a great too. So what made you want to fight? My pop was a fighter. Died before I was born. Bounced around foster care, in and out of juvie. I've been fighting my whole life. It's not a choice for me. You see this guy here staring back at you? That's your toughest opponent. Who's next? I believe that's true in the ring, and I think that's true in life. So you're going to leave me too? You know how many times I had to carry the heavyweight champion of the world up these stairs because he couldn't walk. Ribs broken, nose broken, eyes swollen shut. What are you afraid of? I'm afraid of taking on the name and losing. Call me a fraud. You're still caught in the shadow. Every move that I make, every punch that I throw, everything's going to be compared to him. You are Apollo Creed's son, so use the name. It's yours. Thank you, good sir. We are back. I am your host, uh, as always, Brandon Rabar. <laughs> Can't even say my own name. This is gonna be a rough week. Brandon Rabar. I'm joined by my fellow hosts every week, Jacob Crisp and Rachel Jameson. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. I'm so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's all guys. Um, we are gonna review Creed, and I'm excited about this. Um, I don't know how much you guys did or didn't like it. We haven't discussed it, um, but I'm personally excited about it because I was a big fan of the Rocky series. Um, growing up as a kid, and I have so much you know nostalgia for that series, and I thought it was a really cool way to bring back Rocky, but not make it about Rocky. But I digress. I will let you guys give me your overall thoughts on the film first. Jacob, what were your overall feelings on Creed? Well, as always, before I talk about it, I'm going to ask if you all like how like your overall feelings about the Rocky series. You just kind of said yours, Brandon. So I'll just say my overall feelings toward the series. I've, I've I like the first three movies a lot. I've, I've always said I couldn't stand the fourth one. Really? Yeah. That's that's like a fan favorite. Well, don't you remember last? I know. And don't you remember oh, like yeah. last week that's when we did right. our, our uh, overrated movies? That was that's in right. my list. That's right. For um, that reason. Yeah. And I, I, just, I, just, I don't handle dumb elements like robots and things like that very well. And you hate America, apparently. And apparently, <laughs> I am anti-America, pro-Russia. <laughs> but uh, uh, I, I like those first three movies a lot. Uh, especially the first movie, and um, I never saw the fifth one. I never yeah, saw Rocky one. Balboa. Was that the video game one? Uh, the video game one? W- wasn't there one where like someone plays like it's a video game playing one, one another, and that's why Rocky decides to get back in the ring? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That was six. That, that's yeah, all that I really six. know about those other ones. But I just chose to never watch them because the series is they run it into the ground. What what more can they show me? You know, and uh, so why would I want to watch this movie that I've already seen three times? No, four times, and the fourth time I just couldn't stand it. Well, 
I do love four. Five was ridiculous, but the street fight scene at the end was awesome. Um, and it's got the former Great White Hope from Oklahoma, Tommy Morrison, in it. And then Rocky Balboa was really sad and depressing, but it was probably the best made film, like as far as like you know, well directed, acted since the second one probably. Um, it was more serious in tone and all those things, but it was just so depressing. Rachel, what were your feelings on the Rocky series? I haven't seen all of the Rocky series, but I've seen like the first three Rockies, which I really like. So there's no reason to not watch the other Rockies, really. But I'm just, I honestly, I'm just now starting to watch that. I saw, I know I saw at least one of them when I was a kid. I couldn't even tell you which one it was. But for all intents and purposes, I haven't really seen Rocky as an adult that I can remember. So I just now started rewatching them probably within the last like five months or so. Even but the I, first film as well? Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, I just couldn't remember it. I know I've seen them before. It basically, but. all you have to remember is, first one's the good one. Second one's the one that seems a lot like the first one. <laughs> Third one's the Mr. T one. Fourth one's the Russian one. Fifth one's the bad one. And then there's Rocky Balboa, where he's the really old one. All right, he's, well, it sounds like I guy. only need to watch the fourth one then, and then I can be done with them. Yeah. The Pretty fifth, much. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't even worry about the fifth or sixth uh, one. But that said... Even watching them as an adult, basically for the first time, I really like the Rocky movies. And Rock, unexpectedly, like you hear about Rocky and you're like, oh, these Rocky movies, and you know Sylvester Stallone, and you kind of have an idea who he is. But I didn't expect him to be so funny. I didn't expect to like these movies as much as I did. Like, I just know all the famous scenes, like, oh, running upstairs. Oh, that's cool. Like, a lot of training montages, yada, yada. But it has a lot more heart. Rocky's a lot more likable. Than I expected him to be oh, he's going incredibly into. Likeable, yeah. yeah, so uh, I am have enjoyed rewatching these movies, and I want to watch the fourth one. Did you know that Sylvester Stallone has written almost all of these? I think I he's did. written all of them except for a Creed. Yeah, except I didn't for Creed. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which so I think is he actually really awesome. screenplay when in seventy five when yeah seventy five yeah and it won best good picture. for him. Yeah, it so, that best must explain he why he's screenplay. so good at being Rocky. Well, I mean, it's just funny because Sylvester <laughs> Stallone, for all of his, uh, let's see, his characters that he plays, which seem very cliche, he writes a lot of those movies. I mean, mm-hmm. I think he wrote the Rainbow movies. Yeah, he did. Uh, I know he wrote Copland, which is a good, a good underrated film. It is. Um, so he's a pretty decent writer, and I think he knows how to write himself into the role. Where that kind of yes. helps a little bit too. So maybe. He knows that he's never going to pull off playing a CIA agent, but he can right. pull off playing a dumb, you know, boxer from Philadelphia who's just trying, you know, you know, the underdog kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, I think he knows what's in his wheelhouse, and he writes for that. Uh, I think he wrote the Expendables movies too. Uh, did you yes, say that? He did. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, he's he's a talented writer, really. When he uh, and the Rocky movies were fun. You know, the first one everybody recognizes that the first one is a great movie. And then the other ones, and it was like the first underdog film, like it, and it was really influential for sports movies, you know, that followed uh, our top five podcast. We're going to do our top five favorite sports movies of all time. Uh, Rocky had a big influence on a lot of those movies, uh, but then the other ones were just fun. And like Rachel said, you just love the Rocky character himself, and it's just kind of you know, like you watch a show sometimes, maybe. The quality of the show goes down, but you love the characters. Even uh, that's the, how I the, feel about the, the Rocky the, series. The supporting characters too, like yeah, like Mickey. Or, oh, and yeah, I'm, more, Mickey. I'm yeah. more specifically talking about Apollo Creed. Apollo Carl Weathers awesome. was great in those series, yes. yeah. you know, because he also had. Though he was like the the antagonist in a way, he was still like 
he also wasn't like he had a good heart, good character, good intentions. Also, even yeah. though he was playing the role of a boxer, right? He was exactly. playing a Muhammad Ali type character, right? But what was cool is to see how the rivalry turned into went from like rivalry to respect to friendship, yeah. to close friendship, uh, to so mentor really cool. to son. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which is a good segue into Creed. So yeah. what? So with with the Rocky series kind of now in hindsight, and this is this was a really cool way to almost I'd call it a spinoff. Even though Rocky's still in it, I feel like there's probably going to be sequels because it's doing well. Critics loved it. I feel like it's almost a passing of the torch. It was it was a brilliant way to recreate the Rocky series. I yep. thought. Um, actually, when I heard they were coming out with this, I mean, I was nervous. And again, just like the the last two Rocky movies, it was like, okay, here we go again. But I'm a big fan of Michael B. Jordan. I think we all are. Yep. In this yep. room. I never saw a Fruitvale Station, but I heard great things about it. Was, it which, great. He was which really actually good is in the it. same writer as you know Ryan Coogler, who directed and wrote Creed, also mm-hmm. wrote and directed uh, Fruitvale Station. You know, I I didn't realize it was him who was in. Uh, the wire. Yeah. But you know, I've recognized. So since I, since I didn't realize that, I'll just say that I noticed him in Chronicle where I didn't like the movie, but I thought Michael B. Jordan was really good. in he Chronicle. Was, he yeah. was great. In it. And, um, and then I did actually, I didn't mind him in the fantasy, the fantastic four movie. He was yeah. the best so part of it. He's generally yeah. a charismatic actor. I like, I'd like to see his path or his career so far. And even more so knowing that he was in the wire, that he was Wallace in the wire. I was like, Oh my God, this that's funny. Good. Cause that's why I yeah. figured you liked him. No, I no, I just thought he had the charisma about well, him. That's awesome. Then. But when you think about his character in the wire, it, he was more kind of like a whiny, uh, kind of a you know whiny kid. He was kind of the heart of the first season. I though. really liked, he, he was yeah. a little like like he was stuck stuck in a situation. Stuck in a situation. He he was too sweet for for the game. Right. So so to go back to Creed, you know Michael B. Jordan. Um, <laughs> it's been really cool to just see his career thus far, and so God casting him into this Creed role. One God, this kid got ripped up. Holy yeah. God. Oh my goodness. Um, I mean he. Yeah, I already knew he had acting chops, but I'll say this: the, about the first thirty minutes of the movie, I really thought we were kind of going back into routine. Routine. I was just starting to get kind of bored with it, and then all of a sudden, boom! Something happened. I think it was where he either got into the fight uh, at the nightclub in the basement, oh, um, right. where he got thrown in jail, and I was all of a sudden hooked after that. I, I knew I could tell it was already acted well, directed well. Um, we'll just say this: Sylvester Stallone's turn in this was unexpected, completely unexpected. I, I was shocked. He was really, really good playing a uh, an older, kind of worn down Rocky. I yeah. mean, and I even was reading a lot of trivia on this uh, after the movie. And Sylvester Stallone had a very hard time playing like a crippled character in a way, mm-hmm. which. Is probably why he's getting recognized, kind of like Nick Nolte was in Warrior right You're now. Right. Yeah, that's you know? true. I'm not saying he could get nominated for supporting actor, but I wouldn't be surprised. if He, he could, did, and I wouldn't have a problem with it. No, the National Board of Review, really good job. With oh, he it. was, yeah, he was great. The National Board of Review uh, gave him Best Supporting Actor. They, we'll, we'll go through those later yes. on, but. I, I think he legitimately has a shot to be nominated for it this year. Yeah, I, I, inevitably, I thought this movie had a lot of heart. I did not see it coming. I, in a way, it turned into its own original story, right. uh, totally separate from the Rockies. Uh, 
and that it's not quite an underdog story, even though it's, it's treating it as one. There's a lot of similarities that you can get to all yeah, for sure. movies. But it's more of like trying to step out of his father's shadows. It's also dealing with the, the loss of his father mm-hmm. um, and him maybe not great or not growing up with a father even more so. And when you really, you kind of really see his struggles. And I think I really caught it in that basement fight scene yeah. where I really realized, okay, he's, just, he's still a struggling person. And that's where I was able to kind of empathize yeah. with the character. <laughs> uh, I loved this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it did a really good job of being its own story while still obviously being part of the the Rocky series. Uh, of course, Michael B. Jordan was fantastic. Sly was fantastic. And it did all of the things that Rocky fans would want to see. I mean, there's a lot of things that you're like, oh, this is a Rocky movie, so I'm expecting this, this, and this. From, like, training montages, montages. <laughs> uh, the stairs. But I, I thought they found a way to do it to where it wasn't cheesy and it wasn't corny and it would, right. and it flowed and it made sense um, to fit all of those things in there for the Rocky fans. But even if you hadn't seen any Rocky movies, you would I feel like you'd still enjoy this movie a lot yeah. Um, yeah. because it is its own separate story. And they did, you know, because I, I've seen the Rocky movies a lot. There's a lot of cool, like, little things that real big fans would notice like the turtle did you guys notice the turtle at all yeah like, yep. that's the thing yeah. in the, in the, I didn't think and, about it at the time and, and, the, and then yeah, chasing the chicken I mean that was a big thing in, right. in the original Rocky uh, I mean even to things obviously the the stairs at the end I love there was a perfect way a lot of the Philadelphia highlights yeah and then of course um, uh, Michael B. Jordan taking the long run and having people follow him right like, uh, all those things it was so you know, and and even to you know, we do spoilers here. Uh, I love the end how he didn't win. That was goes back to Rocky one, uh, where it's this underdog right. gets a shot. He doesn't win, but he he earns, he earns the, respect. the respect of everybody. But it was yeah. co- it was a cool twist on earning the respect because in in the original Rocky it was where the underdog earned the respect of you know his uh, opponent and the world and the you know all that. This was. Uh, Michael B. Jordan earning basically the respect of Apollo, the daddy never had, because that's what we find out. I thought that was handled really, really well in the last fight scene. How you kind of find out? I won't say exactly what he said. Uh, one, because I don't want to give it away. Two, I, I'll butcher the actual quote. But, <laughs> but he he reveals why it's so important to him. Yes, and and I thought it was really well done, really touching and moving. But also, I'll. I agree with you. I also thought it was the most heavy-handed part of the movie, though, where it was the most, like, the most forced because he spent most of the movie really upset about that he didn't have a father, and then they threw that very last line in there, and I thought it was just like uh, I can see that it believable, but it enough. worked for me. It, it still worked. worked. For me. It still worked because um, you know, it still worked, and that's a part where Michael B. John Jordan. Uh, I mean, he, he he's a really good actor. Yeah, and and, th- and that could and maybe it would have felt heavy handed to me if it wasn't delivered so well, and if the back yes. and forth between Michael B. Jordan and Sylvester Stallone wasn't done so well. And man, Sylvester, you guys have already talked about him, but here's the deal. Oh, and let me say that we talked about that last fight scene. I thought the choreography for the fight oh, was fantastic. Was so well done. Yeah, uh, I one don't of understand the best how those Rocky guys series. weren't really hitting each other. Right. Yeah, times. it looked so Honestly, realistic. When he got knocked out, when he got knocked out. And this, the movement of his face in that slow motion looked so too realistic to me. It yeah. did. It looked down. like he got hit. Like a lot of those, like, okay, 
This is cheesy and dumb, but I'm going with it because it's cool. This actually looked like right. It there were no airwhves like no, you see in the Rocky right. movies. Yeah, you no. and, uh, but I thought it was so cool because he's knocked out on the floor too, and then he's kind of going through whatever flashes in his brain, and it shows that that one shot of Creed, and I didn't know how they were going to handle it. It was like he's not getting up fast enough, so how are they really going to? And all of a sudden, it was like <laughs> came back to life, which is cool. <laughs> it was <laughs> such a, like a thrilling moment, it worked really well. You know, because in Rocky movies, you had to have yeah. like those iconic fight scenes, and they. They didn't have oh, – it was so well done because it still found a way to be original even in a, a boxing scene, yes. which is hard to do. Yeah. Um, but getting back to Sly, uh, really his best performance since the original Rocky. He was really good in I think so lane. too. Um, but he was so – what was cool about him now seeing this – this particular role, you know, he he had the baggage and the hurt and the loss of, uh, you know, losing all the people that were close to yeah. him. From Mickey, of course, to Adrian now, to Paulie, all the people that are close to him in his life, even his son moved away. Uh, there was yeah. so much, like, loss and hurt there, but still a feeling of strength, but now vulnerability, uh, you know, being open to, to Creed's son, but at the same time, you know, still- not being a pushover, like... And he was still lovable, lighthearted. Rocky was still the yep. same wit right. exactly. and upbeat attitude, even though everything's going wrong. Still and then when person, he decides yeah. to fight, he really de- decides to fight. He played a lot of different emotions really well. He did. It was the broadest was so range of emotion I think I, Sly's ever shown. I, I, I'm, I'm so shocked at that second half of that film. I, I just, again, I, I thought it really was doing a lot of the same things over and over again the first half, but I was really caught off guard. I, I thought Rocky or... Sylvester Stallone was yeah. was so good in it. He was, and uh, that doesn't. And I don't want to take away from Michael B. Jordan either. Oh, he was great. Obviously. I mean, that, that but that's expected. That, you expect Michael B. Jordan to be great. You don't really expect Sylvester Stallone to be. Which no, is a though, weird thing to say. So, but, exactly, exactly. You have a this actor with forty years experience right. at this point. I mean, but he's always been in action. But he's actor. always I mean, kind always of played been. those roles, a simple kind of character. But like that cell scene uh, when he was in jail, oh. that, that teardrop. That's, oh. Like that was almost on par with Denzel Washington in Glory. In Glory, yeah, oh it was. It was. It was really, really good. It was awesome. I mean, yeah. it was awesome. I mean, okay. I mean, I choked up at uh, two, two, at least two times, maybe three. Did y'all choke up at all? I like did. I I like got a little misty eyed, yeah. misty bald. Really? But I, I wondered if people did. Fan. But so like I did the jail the jail scene. I did when his mother sent him the shorts. And that I, was awesome. And I took yeah. a little bit when he spoke about his dad at the very end. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I thought it was really, just really well done. I was really happy we decided to do this because I wasn't really sure at first. It was a nice, pleasant surprise. And it's good when sometimes they get these films right. Yeah. The ones that they just want to keep looping over and yeah. over right. and over It's again. rare. They With usually don't. They usually the screw them up. that they're continuously just rehashing or revisiting or whatever. And it's, you know, the money grabs. Yeah. That we continuously talk about. They got this one right, and they are doing a sequel already. Oh, they are I'm already? I'm pretty wow. sure they are. Nice. From what I was Good. reading. Good. I figured they would But be. it's like, what happens next? You know? Yeah. I mean, how can they top this? How, it's like, how do they top when they rebooted Star Trek in 2009? And then right. In the Darkness was like, I still liked it, but it was a big fail amongst a lot of fans and things right. like that. So, for now, I'm living in the moment of Creed. I thought it was awesome. I, I thought it was so good. And I'm pumped to hear there's a sequel uh, I'm curious to see how much of a role Rocky's going to continue to play, or if this was the passing of the torch, and now Rocky will be kind of a, a talked-about character. Oh, let me say this too. Again, we don't do spoilers. I was so so happy that they didn't kill Rocky. 
Like I would have felt like that was like. Just did you feel like for... there was a danger of that happening? Because I never really felt like Rocky. I was did because die. it I did would for be. A second. Yeah, I did because it could have been because it would have been the passing of the torch, like kind of a bridge from Rocky to Creed. Yeah, I guess I never really just. I I personally never felt a sense that Rocky was, they were going to kill. I'm Rocky. glad they didn't. And if he ever dies in the series, I hope it's off screen and just talked about whatever old age. But I love the movie. I'm glad. I'm glad that you two liked it so much because I didn't know if you guys liked it or not. But I was, like you said, I I even think Rocky Balboa was a money grab. But this this was a really really good movie. And kudos to Sly for not only having the balls to to give up the reins yep. to the series to trusting uh Coogler who's only 29 years old yeah. the guy that wrote and directed this in Fruitvale Station he's a he's a young writer director this is a sophomore effort right yeah, yeah exactly so kudos to Sai I mean this is his baby this is that's right is so for him and I'm sure he kind of had some creative control like well I want this I want this to be done this to be done this to be said but hey, go for it. From Probably what I was reading, deal. they it was so it was both Ryan Coogler and um, Anthony. Uh, I'm sorry, Aaron Covington, who who wrote the screenplay. Okay. And as they were writing it, they were kind of going with Sylvester Stallone as they were writing. That's it. awesome. See, and that's in fact, perfect. it was more so like getting a feel for his dialogue, and right. maybe just hearing Stallone talk in general. Yeah. But they were able to kind of write Rocky while talking to Stallone in the process. Of that's it. awesome. So, uh, let's see. It was during the filming of Fruitvale Station when they started doing the writing this for the oh, screenplay. That's perfect. And so Sylvester Stallone actually came to that set for like a one hour meeting and then from then they kind of talked mm. here and there. And uh Stallone it's also how I know they're doing a sequel, is like he's happy to play the role of Rocky in future Creed movies now. Cool. Um, nice. it, it's kinda of weird that's to say awesome. like that. You know what's one of the weirdest things that worked so well that I would have just totally caught me off guard was when they were doing the Rocky music, right? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that and got when me. Though. Creed walks out, yes, and it's like that it's got like me. The passing of the torch for yes. Rocky music. I love it. Now it's Creed's music. And yeah, how bizarre! But yeah, how well does that work? Right. It's so cool. And another know. music moment that was, and they did a great job of restraining from just overplaying that. Right. They used it in the right moments because they used it there, and then. You know, the big corner scene where they have the back and forth between one of the best scenes, I thought, uh, between Creed and, and Sly, uh, you know, when you find out the reason why he's fighting and all those things. And then you hear the, the pump up. There's two different versions of the Rocky music. Uh, there, there's that badass version that's like the, oh, he's going to go kill a fool now. <laughs> and it played that music, and that got me pumped. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but, I mean, I know there's two different themes. Yes, and it, and the other one, it played that badass one right then. Like, yeah. oh, I wish I well, could do it. Well, I didn't even it. know I if I either of you caught it, but the Rocky music was throughout the whole movie, but it was remixed right. subtly into other things. Right, so yes, it was. Right. But but yeah, I liked I liked how they did it. They they did they a did. really good job, I think. Uh, and then I also I want to say this because I thought one of my favorite moments was uh, when he revealed who won the uh, fight between Creed. Yeah, the I was going to mention that too. Rocky and Creed, uh, because the <laughs> three ends with them going like, okay, yep. rubber match basically, and it ends that way. And I loved Sly's response. Rocky's response was like. That was kind of a secret. It kind of like goes on, but then later on, because he does feel like his family, is, he opens up to him. Yeah, oh, so that's good well for done. the fans too, actually, right? Yeah, it was um, great for fans to hear that and to hear Rocky basically say he thought that Creed was the better fight. He knew that Creed was the better fighter and gave him mm -hmm. all those props. It was really cool. This is taken from the tenth round, of the first fight, right? Good call. How'd you know that? I heard about a third fight between you and Apollo behind closed doors. That true? How'd you hear about that? 
the one. It's kind of a secret. What'd you say your name was? Don. Okay. Well, and the girl said you wanted to talk about something? Yeah, I want to talk to you about training me. Training? <laughs> I don't do that stuff no more. Sorry about that. Listen, it's getting kind of late, kid, so I'm going to uh, close up. How good was he? Apollo? Yeah, he was great. He's a perfect fighter. Ain't nobody ever better. So how'd you beat him? Time beat him. Time, you know, takes everybody out. It's undefeated. Anyway, I got a lot. So when up. Mickey died, he came and talked to you, right? Talked you out of quitting. Took you to L.A. Trained you. Brought you back. How do you know all this? How do you think? Were you like a cousin? He's my father. And uh, the other thing that I love so much was that they also restrained from putting Rocky into any fighting scenarios. Yeah. He was like, no, I'm too old for this now, when which they I did, thought was, it was awesome. When he was, he was got sick, sick, but yeah. that kind of wasn't because he threw his back out or anything. Right. right. Yes, yes, I agree with that. Yeah, he was like full trainer mode, Pretty cool, which was how he needs to be. Right. Did you catch the tracking shots? There's, yes. There's two, and, I, and I've been... Ever since I left the theater, I can't think of the first one because the second one was so wow. But the, the second one was when he was warming up in the locker room before his yes. final fight. And they, the camera circled yes. around him while he's yeah. kind of warming up. And that then was awesome. They walked through the hallway and out and onto the, onto the yeah. um, stage. Or whatnot. That was awesome. Um, that was one tracking shot that was really good. But there's another one that was pretty early on in the film. Uh, darn it. I was actually hoping y'all would remember it because I can't think that, about, but I remember what, thinking it at the I time. I did too, but it now I don't. It was directed really well is my point. Like, not only do we have a great story, good characters, great acting, it's also really well done yeah, technically. it was. It was. That was another and thing. Was it was so about well Fruitvale done. I Station. I mean, did, did either of you see it? Yeah, yeah I, we both I saw loved it. Fru- I should have said I love Fruitvale Station. It was a little emotionally manipulative. It was. That's exactly that what it was. That was my issue with it. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the movie for what the movie was, and Michael B. Jordan was great, but yes. it did not follow. It's based on true events, and it's, in my opinion, fairly loosely based okay. on those it true events. Tr- it so it romanticizes the character it did, too yes, much. Yes. It, it makes him more heroic than he really probably was. He was story- a fine dude. He was a good. He was just a regular Joe, and they kind of romanticized they like did. with the saving of the dog, and like there's a lot of things yeah. that made him, you know. And it was an interesting. And compelling enough story without doing right. any of that. So it was irritating to me that they did that. But it, if this was just a random story, it wasn't based on true events, I I, I would say it's a great movie. Yeah, I okay. agree with that because it's really well done. And again, Michael B. Jordan is really fantastic in it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering because this is really my first experience with uh, Coogler. And right. Therefore, you know, I've had Fruitvale Station in my queue for a long time. I just haven't got it. It's definitely worth watching. It. But I've always heard good things about it, so I just wonder if that's as te- as well done technically as as Creed was. <laughs> uh, as far uh, as I yeah. remember, yeah. yeah. I mean, for what it is, I mean, you know, for what it's a simple story, yeah. But the story that it tells, it's done in it really well. Technically, <laughs> that was really. Convincing. I mean, I'm trying. I'm, I'm thinking. It's of been it. It since good. it came out. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah. I haven't seen it since, so it's oh. hard to remember. But but I do remember it. Being well directed and it looks yeah, nice I was and all just those curious. things too. Uh, one more thing was: were the other Rocky movies this violent? I'm sure the I know there wasn't much language in the other ones. 
This was more there was violent more, yeah. than than the other ones. Um, I noticed the language but it didn't in this one bother me, but I was just oh yeah, curious. I didn't care either. I the, think it's the violence in the other ones were kind of more um, action hero type, uh, like kind of eighties violence. Yeah, eighties violence is a good way to say it. Fun violence. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I was really trying to find out a lot of these other characters that played um, boxers, these actors that played boxers. If some of them were, I know one of them was is a real boxer, mm-hmm. but like our our main uh, you know antagonist, pretty pretty Ricky Conlon. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Really, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it's real a simple character in essence, but. Uh, actually, there was some death behind him because he still was like his his last b- boxing fights, and yeah. you know he still wanted to win something for his kids. But honestly, I thought one of the coolest things that he did was when Rocky, when uh, Creed first cut him in the chin, and they got split up, and he just licks the uh, blood. He just wipes the blood off with his with his glove, and he just licks it. I was like, yeah. dude, that was badass. Yeah, it was badass. <laughs> did you that was that? badass. Yeah. So like, he was kind yeah. of a fun like, villain as well. He was. Just, it was and so- they did a good job too of like making him real, but like they made him unlikable. But at the same time, he wasn't this cartoony unlikable. Yeah. He wasn't some evil guy. He wasn't Russian Russian guy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, I love three and four, but Mr. T and and Ivan Drago yeah. were both cartoon characters. Yes. I love that about them. But this was like a serious. Yeah. Villain, villain, and so that way he was more realistic. Cool. And even his body was realistic. You know, a lot of fighters in real life, they that. don't have these cut up. Bod- Some of them do, right? Um, but not all of them have these cut. A lot up of them right. are just they're, stout. They're, they're just yeah. all right. muscle, but it's not necessarily right. super defined. Right. Which is how muscle. pretty Ricky was. This yeah. guy was shaped more like someone who had reach, you right. know, yeah. which, is, which looked like he was. He looked like a tall boxer, yeah, for 180 pounds anyway, right? Um, yeah, I, I caught that as well, and I thought that was a nice nod or a nice detail that was, yeah, you know, that I appreciated. So yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, just go see it. Um, if you had any fears like Jacob did that they're going to screw up the Rocky series, um, because they have screwed up a lot of series that we love, uh, they did a great job with this, and it's absolutely worth seeing. Critics loved it. I mean, it's what like ninety four percent of Rotten Tomatoes. It's getting a, it's making a lot of money. So how did it do first weekend? Well, it made something like thirty million, but uh, which is good. Now it came in. Second or third place because Hungry Games is still killing and Good Dinosaur is out, which uh, all well, those kids movies blow always it out of the water. Yeah. yeah. Well, one other thing we didn't talk about too was like the love story. How did y'all like that? I mean, I, I like. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. I thought I liked her. Mm-hmm. I thought she seemed sweet, and and she was the perfect amount of like. Uh, she wasn't like, oh, Michael B. Jordan, you're super sexy. You know what I mean? Like she, she was. She seemed like a real character. character. Yeah, it's like she had her own career that she was. She had her own career. She seemed like strong without being bitchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um. So I thought they handled her really well, and she seems likable. Yeah. I mean, like that actress seems likable, and that was one of the things that I noticed. So where they're trying to do things in Creed that they did in the Rocky series. So her handicap is her losing her hearing. hearing yeah. Whereas if if Adrian yep. if Adrian never had a handicap, it was that she was shy and awkward around people. That's exactly right. what I told Misty. So, I was like, I know, think they purposely did that. Little it nods was, here yep. and there. Does yep. it work? I think it worked just fine. I think I mean, so too. I, but it was noticeable right. enough. Yeah. Right. But I still like the relationship and you know appreciated it. Yeah. Good stuff. Go see Creed. Anything else to add to our review of Creed? Uh, Better than Rocky. The original. Yeah. I think you could make the argument. I, I wouldn't only because – I mean, how, 
I mean, you you can't get How rid can of you nostalgia. Can't, a movie that just came out versus a movie that's been right. out for right. 40 yeah. years. <laughs> but if you're talking like quality and stuff, I think it stands up nicely next to Rocky. Oh, the original. Uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone is the exact same age as Mickey was in the first Rocky movie for this. No weird. Way. Yep. That's crazy. That's yep. weird. He's in a lot better shape than yes, Mickey. He is. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> All right, Rocky. <laughs> oh, and the other thing, I did, I like that he went to their gravesite. That yeah, was that awesome, was too. Really cool and too. I that loved, was a nice moment. That it, it and was. it was just very, it was very, he just sat down and read the paper yeah. and thought and kind of had a little conversation. And it wasn't, it didn't seem ridiculous and over the top. It just seemed very Yeah, real. it didn't seem emotional. Well, it seemed like something was, Rocky would do. I mean, when you think back on that first movie, he was a personable guy who was loyal to his friends and, mm-hmm. and it, and I could totally see an old Rocky going out to a gravesite, like you said, and just yep. sitting down and enjoying the weather and reading the newspaper. Yep. You know? Yeah, Even though re- reading and Rocky don't really go hand in hand, <laughs> but maybe that's but why he put the paper down after like half an article. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he got done looking at the pictures. Exactly. He's probably reading the comics, actually. <laughs> but it was. It was such a great touch and gr- such a great moment without being over the top. They just handled a lot of stuff really well like that. They that did. could have been bad, but it wasn't. Yeah. Go see Creed. Now is the time of the show where we talk about what we've been watching this week. Uh, Rachel, I'll let you go first. I usually let Whoa. Jacob go first. I know it's crazy. Uh, but, Rachel, what have you been watching this week? Uh, Brandon and I have been watching a lot of the same stuff, so we're going to overlap. That's okay. You can talk about those, and I'll chip in a little bit. And I want to talk about the National Border Review okay. since it's our first like okay. end of season, uh, end of the year kind of like awards. I want to talk right. about those. It's been a rough week for kids in movies that I've been watching. (laughs) Uh, We watched a horror movie, a little independent horror movie called The Circle. Just Circle. Oh, Circle. And Room, not The Room. Two different movies. So you'd be very confused (laughs) if you grabbed either one of them and thought you had the opposite. Circle Uh, and Room. uh, But Circle, it's, it's a horror movie and it's basically, it's more of a thriller. It's not even really a horror but there's a, a group of people and they're in a circle and there is they're getting killed by something and they kind of have to determine how to, Julie how, Benz, is that the one? Is that the girl yes. from Dexter? Yeah, no. yeah, Rita from Dexter yeah. is in it. Uh, they have to strategize and determine mm-hmm. can they make this stop, when will it stop, and in the meantime, who dies? Yeah, because somebody's being killed off every two minutes and they they discover why and how – or not why – they're discovering how they're being killed um, and how to choose who to kill. So they kind of – it's they have to strategize at the same time try to survive. It's an interesting movie. It's it's an hour and a half all in this one room yep. where somebody Everybody dies every two minutes. just standing in a circle. That's, that's and the it comes thing. down and they, they huh. figure out, you know, should I give it a uh, – I don't know how much to give away. Yeah, they they open up a lot within like the first ten minutes. They do, but uh, it's a cool little movie though. It's it's the kind of movie that um, you kind of run across. And you're like, oh, that's a. It's that an, an interesting inter- study of psychology, though. That's what it is. Well, uh, the, because uh, you uh, by watching it automatically put yourself in that scenario and try to figure out what you would do mm-hmm. in that case, and uh, kind of having to determine what life is most valuable in a room full of people. I guess it's okay to say because it does, they do discover it pretty early. Yeah. They find out only one of them is going to live. And there's a pregnant girl in there and there's a little girl in there. And so basically kind of half the people decide, hey, one of these two needs to be the last one surviving. 
And then the other half of the people were like, no, this is every man for himself. I want to live. So I'm glad you just spoiled that, honestly, because prior to that, I wasn't really sure how I felt. But because I don't really think that's a spoiler if it is discovered halfway uh, yeah, through. Discover- yeah. Because yeah. now it sounds like, whoa, kind of kind of much more interesting movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll see. I'm glad I said it then. It's not uh, like a fantastic movie. The yeah. acting isn't super in it or anything like that but it's it's an interesting premise yeah and uh i think it's worth watching at least okay. yeah just you know just in the theater because it just came out this year or did uh, you no it was on video and, on demand okay. actually it's uh, on amazon. it's on netflix so don't yeah. buy it on amazon like you did okay yeah, that sucks. uh we also watched <laughs> room like i just mentioned which brie larson brie larson i saw this trailer but i, I didn't watch the movie yet uh the we won't ruin it. Yeah, don't, I, you almost can't say anything about it. This is the one where I said I watched the trailer. I, I would have watched the trailer. You can read the description, but it's not exactly – it's accurate. But I, I will say from the IMDb description, which says, uh, after five-year-old Jack and his mother escape from the enclosed surroundings that Jack has known his entire life, the boy makes a thrilling discovery, the outside world. Based on that description and the poster – it's not exactly the movie that you end up getting. No. And that's all I'll say about it. But it is a very good movie. So it's a drama. Okay. All right. Uh, I, I don't know what to go off of that. Off it's, of that. it's been... It's, is it set in like this day and this, this, this it day is, and age? It is. And, okay. uh, it's that. It's just... It's... um Okay. Hey. It's getting listed on a lot of year-end best of lists from like critics and things like that. And... There's a good chance that Brie Larson is going to get nominated. Actually, she's almost a sure bet to get nominated. She may win for Best Actress. She should be nominated. Yeah, and then the little boy uh, has a chance to be nominated for the Best. The little boy actor. was fantastic. I in thought this he was movie. the best thing in the movie. Yeah, he was uh, really, as really good, good as she was. I think he was better. Brie Larson. If we were to do our list like we thought about tonight, like the upcoming actors and actresses, yeah. she's definitely one of them. She's oh, awesome. Yep. Yeah, but between- I mean, and she's been around for like a while. But I mean, there's she's, she's still to emerge. not a household name. Yeah. No. And some of the last couple of movies she's done the last several. Yeah. Years have been very good, and of course, I'm thinking of Short Term Twelve off the top of my head. Yeah, but yeah. She's so uh, good. Between that and this, she's she's got a couple of really stellar yeah. movies and performances. So room is good, you know. just maybe not exactly what you're expecting. Okay, but I definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. And then we saw uh, the spotlight. 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 Quit <laughs> adding the... articles to these movies. Sorry, man. <laughs> uh, we saw Spotlight, which was oh, about, I wanted to watch this really yeah, bad. Yeah, the Boston Globe kind of exposing yeah. the. Pedophilia in the Catholic Church. <laughs> I sounded got, way more excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> Jacob got weirdly excited about. Yeah. That sounded, <laughs> sounded pedophile. Way worse than what I meant into. It's more so like the uh, the journalism and writing to it expose. Is. It is like really that. interesting. Well, I actually thought... I, it looks like a really good movie is all. I really did think, like, oh, Jacob would like this movie because it's more... Because it is from the journalistic side of things. Yeah, as uh, a, I'm a newspaper guy. And that's what was really... A lot of the reason why I was so excited about it. it I mean, it's kind of like you're watching an investigation. Right. It's a, so it's it's interesting from that side of, and how they discovered all that they did and some other things that were going on behind the scenes in the paper at that time. Uh, but I also thought that was really good. But just like a terror, just a terrible week of watching for kids. It's, <laughs> it was rough kid week in my movie watching. <laughs> well, yeah, like, have true. you ever seen... Um, all the presidents, all the presidents, man. Oh, it's, or the uh, presidents, man. I, t- I told Rachel that, yeah. after we watched, it, I was like, it, it reminded me a lot of all the presidents. That's a great one. It was nominated for a screenplay, and then of course, State of Play, which isn't near as good, but it's also another example of like journalism, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
that was the, because of those two movies is why I was excited about Spotlight. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> I've always liked all the President's Men. Oh, it's, a, it's a great movie, great and movie. this and this is really it has some really good performances from Mark Ruffalo, who's weird in this movie. They he never explain weird. why he's weird. I'm assuming that the character that oh, he I'm was sure. playing talked to the way he did because he, he even to. talked different. The way he moved his mouth was different. Yeah. I'm sure um, he, he made, because they're all real people. But he was excellent. In he it. was, and Michael Keaton was really good. Yeah, Another back to back great performances. Uh, my, it's so cool to see Michael Keaton with this late stage of his career come back. Oh yeah, uh, it's awesome. It's so cool. I love it. Um, uh, and for the record, all the presidents went men won best screenplay. Okay, yeah, and it, that one um, it, it's a great movie. Um, and I like that they didn't make the journalists heroes; they just did their job. And it that was, was very, they, and they and they didn't necessarily. I was a little worried. I'll, I'm a Christian, and I was a little worried that they would villainize the religion. I guess I should say, uh, mm-hmm. but they didn't. Now they villainized these specific priests, but I wouldn't say that it was an attack on religion. Would it you? wasn't. No, I didn't get that at all. It was a slight attack on the structure of the Catholic Church, right? But I mean, well, but that, you get I mean, what you it, get it when you do is, things. Right. Uh, but it wasn't really an attack on Catholic beliefs, right? Uh, and, of and, any and sort. I don't feel like the characters, even like you know the ones that you know didn't necessarily believe or whatever. I I don't feel like it was ever. I never was like, oh, come on. I wasn't like, right. oh, Hollywood liberal system, you know, no, trying to no, it was get the, very it, get the Everything Christians. was delivered like very factual. Right. I, I didn't feel like it they was, were really leaning one way or another. I mean, they were definitely anti. Anti-pedophilia. Anti, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but other than that, they didn't really lean. Uh, yeah. Then You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it looks like it. I mean, this could be probably an Oscar or something. It could yeah, be. Oh, yeah. oh no! It's it's absolutely it's getting all the buzz. I mean, as, we're certainly hitting it, a lot of movies this oh, month. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a sure bet to get nominated for the Oscar. Some people feel like, like a it, screenplay though. Some or? people feel like it may be the uh, the front runner right now for, really? for best picture. Yeah, okay. yeah. Which which I feel is a little strong. I agree. I liked that. it a lot, but I didn't love it. I mean, I gave it a nine. That's yeah. I gave it a nine too. A high it's got rating. Ninety three by the critics yeah. on IMDb and an eight point six by the fans. But it didn't necessarily feel like a best picture to me. Sure, definitely a best picture nominee, but I don't know that I would call it the best a picture. winner. Yeah. yeah, I'd agree with that. Cool. Got a lot more movies to go. A lot more movies coming oh, there out is. this yeah, next, there is. And there's next some month. Heavy and a half. hitters too between Hateful Eight, Revenant, Macbeth, Macbeth. <laughs> yeah, which is opening this weekend. I'm yep. excited about. Um, yeah, there's some big ones coming out. Uh, Jacob, what have you? Well, you know what? I'm gonna just really quickly since we're talking about. No, I'll wait. I'll wait. Jacob, what have you been watching this <laughs> All week? All right, cool. Uh, it's only uh, it's it's three movies. Um, I watched Silence of the Lambs again. I just we since we talked about it so much lately, I just wanted to rewatch it and. Um, the only thing I wanted to say is that, did you realize, okay, how long has it been since you've seen it? Uh, that's so funny. I actually uh, re-watched it for the first time. And qu- if you would have asked me this like three weeks ago, I would have said it's been like 10 years. Okay. But I just rewatched it right around Halloween. Okay. All right. So did you realize that when she's graduating from the military or from the academy, that her dates are the two doctors who are professionals in insects? 
Oh, are they really? Yeah, I, I, I texted my buddy that. who loves this movie. He's like, I never got that either. I didn't catch huh. that. Yeah, when they, when they they one of them holds her glass of wine when she goes and takes a phone call from Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's just like, oh, that's all I, I'm I didn't realize that. So no. there's a little random trivia for yeah. you on Silence of the Lambs. It's still a great movie. I still, honestly, I watched the whole thing and I fast forwarded through the last five minutes of that her going too, to his house. Freak you out too much. I just I just don't handle that scene. Very well. <laughs> so good. I mean, though. like I've so watched well it. Done. I've watched it plenty of times. So I just wasn't in the mood for it that day. Like is it so, soon as she walks in and he's like going as, through the cards and stuff. As soon as and all she, the way through uh, the night, he stuff. ducks back into his basement oh, yeah. and uh, the lights turn off. I was like, I don't feel like watching this part. <laughs> I just fast forwarded through it. <laughs> so basically, you're, you're <laughs> when you watch a horror movie, you just fast forward even the good ones. You that's, fast forward through the horror elements. That's the first time I've done that in a long time. It's <laughs> the 30, first time you've done it since you watched Silence of the Lambs. Five-year-old man, so whatever. <laughs> um, I watched Shane for the first time. Have you ever oh, yeah. seen it? Uh, you know what? I watched Shane, but it was one of those ones that your dads watch, and right. I'm just kind of there. I haven't really watched it. Watched it. Yep, my dad watched it, but yep. I didn't. I haven't really sat down and Shane's watched actually Shane. that. My dad is actually why I watched it because he said it was always one of his favorite uh, westerns. Right, and I tried to watch it sometime earlier this year, and I fell asleep in it. And so I fine. I went ahead and finished it. Um, you know, from beginning to end this week. You know, from a. From a guy born 1980, I mean, it, I can't say it holds up very well, but when I started doing research on the movie, like it came out in 1953, so it had done a lot of things that other movies, even Westerns, hadn't done yet, so I'll give right. it that appreciation. It won a Cinematography Award, which I did kind of notice. It was like a really pretty Montana area. Yeah. Um, uh, Alan Ladd is, an, is the main oh, yeah. character playing Shane. I've never seen Alan Ladd in any movie before, period. So I don't know much about him as the actor. I didn't know any of the characters in this. Uh, the coolest thing, the biggest surprise is that Jack Palance was in it. And I had no That's clue right. that he played a lot of villains in movies back then. Yeah. So seeing a young Jack Palance was kind of fun. Yeah. And both Jack Palance and the little boy in this, I didn't know, were both nominated for supporting actors. So Shane was nominated for a lot of uh, a lot of awards. So, but but you weren't a big fan though. It it's still is it boring? It's still yeah. It was slow. The little boy annoyed me to the end. Mm-hmm. Was ready for someone to throw him in the river. Um, <laughs> but there are some things I, I still appreciated as well for it being 1953. The fact that they were shooting it on site as opposed to yes, there were some some scenes that were obviously shot inside a studio. Right. But I still appreciated like some of the muddy street scenes where a certain character was shot and. Uh, you know, for that, it was it was kind of cool. I appreciate it. I'm glad I watched it. And, of course, the famous last lines, you know, Shane, come back, Shane. Right. Like, yeah, so that was kind of cool. That's the only thing cool. I can remember from I mean, it. That's, yeah. that's kind of as far yeah. as history of movies goes. That's a big that's a big one. It is. It so, is. So uh, for that, you know, pretty cool. Um, and I'm trying to watch more Westerns. It really just older films lately. I don't know if y'all caught this or not. So by seeing The Great Escape, by seeing Shane, just yeah. to be a little yeah. more well-rounded. Yeah, no, which I, which I love. That you, you really need to, to really, once you really delve into movies, mm-hmm. and some, some of them are kind of a labor to get through. Yeah, I mean, like, it, it's like... It, it's like I appreciate it, but I'm not sure. It's hard to say that some of these classics don't hold up, right? Because well, I'm used to fast editing, you know, music, color, yeah. you know, yeah. little things like that. So I mean, it was good, but you know, weird. The other one I want to say, and there's really not a lot to talk about this movie because it's simple in nature, but it was fun to watch. Was John Wick? I I had hey, seen John, it. I liked John Wick. Underrated movie. Uh, holy cow! Like the action in this movie was insane. It was it's great, awesome. Yeah. The action is great in this movie. I will say it went a, it went a little bit too long, but other than that, that, that was my only complaint. 
complaint was that like, oh God, we still have uh, 30 more minutes of more fighting sequences, but I couldn't complain about the fighting because there was so much violence. Yeah. I think everyone died of a head wound in this movie. <laughs> Holy crap. It was like a shot to the chest, shot to the face. Yeah, in that's Every right. single yeah, death. Right. It was over and over again. But it was, but it was fun. But it's, it's, it, was a lot. it was fun to watch. It was, it was a really fun action it movie was. to watch. And I don't like action movies, but I actually really like John Yeah, Nick. it's nice to know Keanu Reeves still athletically in shape. You he know? is, and he's, <laughs> Uh, you know what's funny about Keanu Reeves? I've read so many things that he's like one of the coolest dudes in person. Really? Like, yeah, they say he's fifty-one like, years old now. Isn't that so weird? It's crazy. But he is in great shape. But he's a he's really good in certain roles. And John Wick, I really liked John Wick, I and do. he was good in it. When he plays that or The Matrix or Speed, right? Or somebody dumb like Bill and Ted's Elementary, he's really good. Just, <laughs> I mean, has he ever really played a role where he's like super, you know, smart? You know what I mean? Like, right? Has he ever done that and uh, can pull it off? I mean, he played in The Devil's Advocate. He played a lawyer. Oh, right, which, which he was criticized That's, for pretty yeah. heavily. But anyway, it was a fun watch, and I kept hearing a lot of things about it, especially a couple of fight sequences. And so it was good to finally see it. And yeah, I had a lot of fun watching it. It, it held up pretty well for me. Uh, I'm glad you brought up John Wick because I always. Felt like always the past year. Nobody's seen it. Nobody yeah. watched it. Came out in 2014 really for yeah. whoever doesn't know. And so, like I said, it's been on the list. Uh, I had a lot of good things. I'm not going to talk since Rachel talked about a few of the things that I've been watching. Uh, I just want to talk about the National Board of Review. It's kind of our first big national um, awards that have been given for this year. And so it's kind of a good precursor just to kind of get a feel for what may be getting nominated or recognized. Their best here. I'll just I'll list to you right now what their top films. Their top films. So this would basically be their nominees, I guess. Uh, Bridge of Spies, which Jacob liked. Creed, which we reviewed tonight. The Hateful Eight, Tarantino's new movie, which we're all psyched for. Inside Out, which I think we all agree is one of the best animated films in quite a few years. The Martian, Room, which we discussed earlier. Sicario. I know. The it's critics really loved it, yeah, though. Yeah, they did. A lot of people. Uh, that that was the only one that I was like, yeah. And then Spotlight, which we talked about. And then Straight out of Compton. Hey, that's awesome. Which, that's which good, we loved. That's awesome, yeah. movies. It is. Yeah, and Sicario's still really well done. I'll give it, it that. Is. It is. Um, and then, but for best film, the, the top overall film yeah. <laughs> is the most controversial one we've had here that we reviewed. It was our very first review, and it's our most controversial one. Because we all disliked it at first, and then Jacob rewatched it, and now he likes it. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. And we've had some Mad Max Fury Road texts going on between <laughs> us, <laughs> where Rachel and I are just crapping on the movie, and Jacob's still defending it. But and you here know, comes the National Jacob, Border the Review. Shining light. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> National Border Review uh, agrees with Jacob. So I will say I'm not surprised by that at all. Not I, at all. I completely disagree with it. If you remember the hype that it got. Oh, and, I know. And it wasn't, as we discussed in our text, Jacob well, was let's defending. Go ahead, let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and tell him what we were it's, it's <laughs> Jacob was defending its practical effects and the way it looked, and, and I completely agree with that. I love Also the world effects. building. Yeah, I didn't care about that, but <laughs> well, the fact that it had to explain so many of the characters, you know, well, I agree with you on the drive east, come back west. That's kind of obnoxious, but like they didn't explain, it had to explain things to you that I appreciate, and and mostly it's just the practical effects, the getting away from CGI or using CGI as a as a minor tool in film as opposed to. Uh, an avatar, right, right, and I'm I'm totally on board with that, and I hope that two movies make that switch back. But 
my issue is everybody in my opinion most people the pretentious movie people really love this movie because they're like oh it's deep it's deep man this is going to change the way movies are made uh this female character is the strongest female character in cinema history and this is like from here on out it's going to change everything that's ridiculous it's a mad max movie it is what it is it's nothing more than it is and that's why i think that it, it is absolutely not best picture if it wins cinematography things cool yeah uh in that kind of special effects awards I'm, I'm on board with that but for it to be considered the best movie of the year to me is pretty absurd but not surprising based on what was said about it when it came out it's gonna be more in my my i bet it's more it becomes more of a cult kind of film because if you think of a movie like uh, ridley scott's um Oh, it's sci-fi. It's Blade like Runner? Sci-fi. Blade Runner. You know, people always break down that movie to the depth of uh, of Harrison Ford's character. Or, right. or, or the um, guy I've watched that movie in so long, I can't think of what they call the replicants. Oh, right. You know, yeah. and so yeah. people are like trying to take all the depths of this movie too. So I can see that transferring over to a movie like Mad Max as well. Right. Especially with all like, there were so many, so many things in that, in Mad Max where it was so like, past visions of Max's family or maybe right. the daughter. There was so much about her and Furioso that we didn't know. So I, again, I can appreciate that. And you can, there's so many movies out there that are like that, that it opens a door for sequels, but in a way you can get away with never having one and just letting people think about the right. film. And Blade Runner is a great example of that. Yeah. Of course, now they're making a sequel of Blade Runner, so whatever. Yeah. But even like the the first Alien movies, you know, they're kind of revisiting yes. that with Prometheus now where they had this whole world of where they even come from. Right. And for that I get, and so I, I don't mind that people want to dive into the depths of it. I get why, uh, you know, like for you, Rachel, that it doesn't work for you and that's fine. This is where I think it's going to be a cult thing. And, uh, but as far as the practical effects go and like the direct their direction, that was great. Awesome. Yeah. I think I we all appreciate an that. that. And I but I agree with the National Board of Review. Do you as far agree as, that it was the best movie of the year? Um, I think it was one of the more important ones as far as that goes. I, I do, I do. Because of but my, my stance against CGI, that's all. I think it was important in that one aspect. And then no other aspects. Well, I know we talked about this last week off air, and I've been watching. I've been watching this guy obsessively on YouTube. It's Mr. Plinkett's review right. on, on film, mm-hmm. and he just dissects the the prequel movies. He dissects Titanic, actually in a good review. Um, he dissects uh, Star Trek or Indiana Jones of Cap- uh, the, the Crystal Skull, um, and talks about the importance of using CGI as a tool as opposed to everything right. I'm saying already. And uh, the really, really, really good and important. And so when talking about a movie like Mad Max, it just helps us relate to characters and storytelling so much more. You know, it, it, it brings us more invested as an audience as opposed to, right. you know, digital, uh, just trying to get to this, the simple, the everyday viewers. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll just leave it at that. And he makes really good points on it, though. I'll right. tell you more about the everyday <laughs> viewers that he uses as an example. It's hilarious. It's just basically he just shows a picture of Walmart every time. It's, it's awesome. It's awesome. Do you have any thoughts to share on that, Brandon? Uh, no, I mean you got what? I'll I'll let that go as it is. Uh, but I'm just going to run through a few other things they did. Uh, speaking of Ridley Scott, he was named best director for The Martian. Matt Damon, surprisingly to me, was named best actor for The Martian. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. He was he fine. Carry the whole movie though. He did carry the whole movie, but. I... I guess I'll say this: I'm a little worried. Anyway. I'm a little worried if that ends up being the best performance. It wasn't It'll really changed that. by Quentin Tarantino's movie. It well, wasn't I think really so that well, but this stretch is included of a character in, uh, yeah. for him. It wasn't. I didn't feel. 
I mean, it, he had to do some emotional things, but I didn't feel like it really stretched his well, acting skills. That's where you and I talk about Rach, or I think Rachel brought up where where was the character arc? You know, yeah. he's right. the same through the yeah, whole yep. four years or however long he was there for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought a lot of other people are special. that too. Yeah, right? I thought he was fine, but nothing special. Uh, best actress was Brie Larson for Room. Best supporting actress was Sloan for Creed. Best supporting actress was Jennifer Jason Leigh for The Hateful Eight. Nice. Best original screenplay Tarantino for The Hateful Eight. And Best Adapted is Drew Goddard for The Martian. Uh, best Animated Feature, Inside Out. I won't go through all of these, but those are kind of the big ones. Best Foreign Language Film was Son of Saul, which looks really interesting. There's your Beast um, of No Nation, though. Beast of No Nation. we did talk about that. Yeah, Breakthrough Performance was Abraham Atta, the little boy in Beast of No Nation, the Netflix movie starring Idris Elba, uh, who's also getting some be- Best Supporting Actor buzz. And then Jacob Tremblay, the little boy in Room, uh, also is listed as Breakthrough Performance. That's great. So, uh, best documentary, the Amy Winehouse film, Amy. Loved I've it. had that in my queue for the last week or so. It. I it's just, so good. Yep. Okay. I became I really a fan of Amy because of this movie. Okay. I, uh, before well, we're on we Amy all, Winehouse. We all talked about it because I think that was also in our first review. It was. Yeah. It was, first yeah. review. And uh, I, I really want to watch it. It's really Because good. of what y'all said about yeah. it. It looks good. Yeah, it is. So there you go. Uh, that is Pulp Fiction. Be sure to listen to our top five podcast where we talk about our top five favorite sports movies of all time. Thank you.